Hello, and welcome to the Atonicast. This week, we are traveling. We're doing a little bit of a road trip, or I don't know, what would it be called? Would it be called a flying trip? But at any rate, we're in Tel Aviv right now, and we're here for the Smart Mobility Summit. And International Smart Mobility Summit. Oh, thank you. Right, right. And More than 40 countries represented. <laughs> More than 5,300 attendees. Right. The seventh year of the event, Kirsten. We, we, right. were, we were honored to be asked to, uh, to moderate panels, and uh, Mr. Alex Roy here uh, uh, is actually the MC of the event, as you can tell from his uh, encyclopedic knowledge of all of the statistics. For every first time, there is a last time. <laughs> well, this will be good practice for you, since you're going to have to do this um, at least one more time today. I'm very right? excited. And uh, so why don't you introduce our special guest? Uh, we have here... Dr. Anat Leah Bonstein. Her full, her full title is Chairman and Director of the Fuel Choices and Smart Mobility Initiative of the Prime Minister's Office of Israel. And without Dr. Bonstein, and I was told this is true, this event, this whole sector in Israel would be a car without a driver. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Well, welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I must tell the, to your listeners that if they could see Alex, how beautiful he is today, all dressed up in white, he's like the bride of this occasion. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I've often been described as the bride of the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> it is, that's great. Well, um, I think one thing that all of our listeners want more insight in is what's happening in Israel around mobility. So maybe let's take a step back and you tell me how this smart mobility summit started because it's been going on for about seven years now. Yeah, exactly. So seven years ago, was anyone even talking about this? So smart mobility specifically, I don't think even the world started talking about seven years ago. It was, it was more about fuel alternatives and that's why seven... Almost eight years ago, we were first launched as the Fuel Choices Initiative. So it was a short name, short title. We grew into smart mobility once the world grew into smart mobility as well, understanding we have, we have a lot of capabilities here and there are challenges that are globally there. And we in Israel can take the advantage of our capabilities and knowledge and catalyze the world to reduce its dependence on oil for transportation. Now, this whole initiative started by the Prime Minister seven and a half years ago, and his vision was to set Israel as, as, a, as a hub of technologies, a, a center of knowledge and excellence, and by doing so, catalyzing that change in the world of reducing the global dependence on oil. So first of all, it was his idea, his vision, and that's why it's under the Prime Minister's office. And the, the, the other, tell me when to stop, everyone, but the, the other reason it's under the Prime Minister's office is because this issue of smart mobility and an alternative fuels, it's cross-ministerial. It has to have all the ministries in the government involved because you have to promote here everything starting from basic research all the way to commer commercialization and implementation of technology. So you have to get all the ministries abroad and aligned and that's why it's under the Prime Minister's office. And, and particularly if you're starting from the, the fuel choices perspective where this all began, um, this is you know, national security implications. I mean, this is a very important issue for Israel, right? 
Exactly. It started out as a geopolitical issue. And of course, it broadened because you get all this efficient, efficient, once you get a smart mobility implemented, so you get less uh, congestion, less road accident, environment, uh, more, more clean air. And again, when you, you use the, the competence of Israel and you, and, and you say, okay, let's now invest as a country in technologies, then you get also the growth and just start getting investments flowing in. Yeah. And, and how, has, how has this evolved from, from being really focused on the energy side specifically? Um, and, you know, I, I you know, followed Project Better Place, for example, as an example of an Israeli company that was very prominent in that, in that area. And um, sort of in more recent years, we've seen companies emerge like Mobileye, um, you know, Waze, a, a company, it's sort of broadening. So, so is, that, is that the result of government policy or has that been an organic thing that's been happening in the Israeli ecosystem that now you're just trying to reflect? It's more and more. First of all, as a government, once again, our, I'm going back to our mandate was to, to set Israel as a hub for technology to reduce the global usage of uh, petroleum for transportation and it's not and, and when you say that it's not just replacing the energy of the vehicle to a cleaner one it's also less vehicles on the road it's making it the transportation more efficient so it's integrating uh, newer means of transportation so all that actually alternative fuels is part of the whole smart mobility concept and when we we, we understood that we have the, the the capabilities here the knowledge then we said okay let's promote a community let's start as a government pushing both uh, supporting mechanisms and regulation and a lot of uh, you know, encouragement to to a to, to the p- uh, private sector to get into this field and so seven years ago we had like 50 research groups today we have about 350 we had about a hundred entrepreneurs sitting today we have 550 companies in smart mobility so it evolved because also the global changes uh, the global the global challenges that we had to face and, and, and uh, mega trends that are going across the world as of smart mobility, but also because we as a government did decide to promote this and put heavily an emphasis on this sector. Um, there's certainly a lot more interest and involvement as a result, and you just gave us the numbers. And I'm wondering if you've made any headway in solving some of the issues around, well, a fuel dependency or gaining independence, but also issues around congestion and making sure people really can get from point A to point B and they have options. So how has this helped you actually achieve those goals? So exactly. Until now, until actually 2019, we were very much focused on the technology. We're really technology-oriented, promoting innovation, promoting solutions. Now, what we're doing is, 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 is focusing on the implementation. I mean, we already have the technology and the innovation. Now we have to make the link of those technologies to deployment. That's what we're working on now. So we did start a couple of uh, projects in Israel about sharing mobility, about um, uh, on-demand shuttles, about everything, about the, the scooters, the first mile solutions, the last mile solutions. We have a lot of projects like that, but they're still projects that we as the regulators are learning as we go. Those projects will be, ne- the next phase is to broaden them to full deployment. And most of, it seems like this um, Smart Mobility Summit has really helped encourage pr- the private sector, you know, a, a number of, of startups is is that one of the primary goals is really to encourage innovation on the private sector or is there also 
a lot of emphasis and investment on the government side as well. Let, let me rephrase that. We, we, we have a lot of, of uh, uh, again, focus on the, on the private sector in, 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 in uh, investments and promoting investments and all that. So we did have the emphasis there. Now, there's a lot of innovation. Yes, we're continuing to promote that. But now what we want to do is encourage the, the deployment sites, the end users. That's the municipalities. That's, that, that's in the state level. That's, that's the neighborhood. That's the role that the government that, can that's have more. Exactly. So our first role was, first of all, to create those technologies. Now we want to enjoy the fruits of those technologies mm-hmm. and actually act upon deploying them. So that's a, a whole set of different mechanisms. It's more supportive regulation. It's more a de- deployment site. It's more of making the link between the technology and the municipalities. It's educating the public. So it's a different set of uh, mechanisms now. So, so as an example to other countries, you know, you, it seems like a, a core of the success has been building that, that startup ecosystem as sort of the engine of innovation. And now that you've sort of established that, you're focused on, on deploying it. Um, I mean, besides, you know, the vision uh, and, and the commitment from the government, sort of why has uh, Israel been so successful in establishing that startup ecosystem? system because I think that's something a lot of countries aspire to and not everyone has had the same success. Because we had that experience in the agriculture field, in the water technologies, in intelligent, in security. So we know how to take innovation and bring it to solve real problems not limited, not restricted to Israel, but more on a global scale. So we actually took like the same model with different adjustments and, and, and launched the, the smart mobility model that actually that actually sums everything that I said until now, which is setting the right mechanisms for every step of the technology production chain, starting from basic research all the way to pilots, commercializations, and deployment. So we we had the advantage of having a prior experience in other fields. And and at what point did you realize that that this had sort of taken root and this was really taking off because um, it, it seems like it, it has just continued to grow. I mean, we, you know, we were here 18 months ago um, and just it's continued to grow, even though even though there are many challenges in the smart mobility space, uh, the ecosystem here seems very vibrant and, and has been for a while. At, at what point, yeah, did you realize like this was this the startup ecosystem specifically was had really taken off? It was about four and a half years ago, and that's where we, we said, okay, we, we have to continue to support this, strongly put, put an emphasis on it, but then also as we go shift to the deployment side, and I'm very happy with what I see here. There's a lot of energy, a lot of companies. I'm really happy with all the startups. Are you happy with the get app, which I tried to use coming from the airport. I, uh, I, I heard about your bad experience, but you know, everybody has bad experiences. You know, it's just, but, but on the way back to the airport, I'm sure they'll do a better job. Forgive me for interrupting. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) anyways, so, but I'm very happy with what I see now, but the truth is that I'll be much happier and I, and, and I will feel that I, did something as a government, uh, a, a government of, uh, official. Once I see those technologies being deployed, so I hope that in a day, in a very soon, in the very near future, I would be able to take the uh, autonomous uh, electric uh, on-demand shuttle to work every day, and it will be, and, I, and there will be no traffic jams, and there will be less road accidents, or you know. That's the future that I think we are going there, and I, and I definitely see no reason why. I mean, we have all the innovation, the technology for that. Yeah. 
I had a question about just traffic congestion. Are you, do you track, does your office track um, private vehicle sales? And do you know if there are more cars on the road today than before? Or is that plateaued at all? We we're not the office tracking that. Yeah, that's why I was. But, I wasn't sure yeah, if you. No, we're if not you the were. office track. Well, we do know there's an increase in vehicle sales, uh, but you know it's it's not necessarily the vehicle sale that matter. I mean, if people buy a lot of vehicles and not use them, then I don't mind. You know, I I track the congestion, and there's an, been an increase in congestion, and that's why we have to deploy the things that we as a country created. Um, do you also, there's sometimes, at least we see this in, in the U.S., there's elements of the government that's, that believe that in improving roads and adding another lane of, you know, to the freeway is going to help traffic. Um, research suggests that that doesn't actually mm-hmm. work. Um, but then in and around Tel Aviv, there isn't a lot of space to like add another road. So, um, is the solution just this mix of micromobility and public transit um, and also, you know, shared, you know, ride hailing? Or is there, what, what is the general philosophy okay, of the so government? So. Is it to work on roads as well or is it more of a mix? It's making a big change in a small Effort or small, small, a small amount of money, let's say, and that big change is actually not building new roads or new or big uh, uh, infrastructure infrastructure projects, but it's rather going into smart mobility solutions. So everything you said, like the the the, <clears throat> the scooters and and the hailing and all of that, we want to promote that. That that's where we think we can get the big change with you know. In 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 a small uh, you know with the small uh, so, say, so does that mean that you're going to um, if you do invest in infrastructure it'll be for let's say adding more bike lanes and adding more you know signage for scooters and as opposed to adding another you know lane for cars yes okay it's, it's more it's more adding the the infrastructure for. For uh, for the smart mobilities, for for instance, even making the traffic lights smart, traffic mm. lights, the infrastructure, being able to talk with the vehicles, if it's if it's lanes for a, a for the shuttles or for autonomous shuttles at first, the next phase will be of course on demand shuttles. So yes, that's the kind of the solutions that that we're going. What? And even and even right now, I mean, near where we're staying, um, there's a new light rail train going in. Um, and uh, so, is that, is that rail also something that that you're looking to invest in more? The light rail is not part. Again, it's a bit from the big infrastructure side. It's the Ministry of Transportation and Infrastructure. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is take advantage of that light rail and add the first and last mile solution, so right. that this train will be used more. Yeah. yeah. Alex, stop preparing. I'm sorry, my friends, but very soon I will be getting on stage to introduce Dr. Bornstein, and uh, I'm trying to make sure that I, my, I've got my, he has my to, remarks are, are ready. He has to conserve his precious charm levels. Yes. I'm often guilty of saying too much, so let me uh, not make that mistake well, today. Before we wrap, that, wrap up, though, do you have any questions? I'll save Comments? them for on stage. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> it's rare for me to have only kind things to say about a guest, so we'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm looking forward. Yeah. 
Um, and and so if um, if people are have not been to the the summit before, um, sort of, and and are thinking maybe they might be interested in going next year, sort of, what's your what's your pitch to those people? Why why should people come to the Smart Mobility Summit? First of all, because it's in Tel Aviv and it's the greatest city. That's I, that that I can co-sign. You wear a white suit to work or to the beach. <laughs> And, and and when you're here, you feel the energy of, you know, from far away, startup nation, it just seems like this term, like this black on, on white thing. But it's not that it's so colorful here. It's so energetic. You have to be here just to feel that startup nation uh, feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, that that's important. And you really see it in the Smart Mobility Summit where you have almost... All the, the, the startups in mobility here, like none of them are abroad now. They're all here. And we have people from all across the world. I mean, Alex mentioned it, 40 delegations from 40 countries. We have a lot of people, a lot of delegations, and they're all here coming to Israel, talking with one another. So I, like, this is the place to talk and about how to implement smart mobility. It's interesting. When I was here last time, I was not surprised by... The fact that all automakers were setting up um, th- some venture arms or yeah. uh, incubators here, but I was surprised by the sh- the sheer number of them. I mean, everyone was looking around to set something up or had just Exa- set something yeah. up, and, yeah. and, and just and that hasn't slowed down too. No, I it mean, hasn't. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it has gotten. I mean, a, a, two years ago when I presented to the government to the prime minister the number of those operation arms or whatever some of them are in this center some of them are like more scouting arms but and i told him you'll see that in a year and a half we'll double that and we more than doubled that i mean there was like this really big boom of multinationals coming and setting up here some kind of operation in israel so yeah. that's been great so have you already picked a date for 2020 <laughs> not yet not yet it's but probably going to be it's always around the, the end fall? of october november something okay. like that so yeah. october november of 2020 yeah. Yeah, and and I think that your comment about how you have to come here to really understand what uh, what is going on here, I, yeah. I fully agree. I mean, this is only my second time here, but each time I've come, I mean, the people that you meet, the and just the energy, like you say, that you feel, um, it's just only certain places have that, and um, this is definitely. A, a, I've always really enjoyed uh, coming here and, and seeing it firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we appreciate you taking the time because I know you've been running around all day. So, any. Final thoughts about uh, the summit or just the uh, what's happening in Israel? If Alex blows it on stage, she's out of a job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but if I, in case he doesn't and I stay in my job, then I do want to set 2020 as the implementation year, but just not just restricted to Israel. I think it's something that has to, that all countries need to put an emphasis on and see, even through knowledge sharing. Alex, I know you don't like all this (gasps) roundtables. Knowledge sharing, yeah, but those are the things that eventually lead to doing actual uh, projects. I love knowledge sharing as long as it's my knowledge. (laughs) 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 All right, well, we'll be looking forward to next year because I'm curious to see what will be implemented. We'll look for it on the streets of Tel Aviv. It was nice talking to you guys. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, and uh, we will let you get back to your many, many responsibilities here. Um, Dr. Bronstein, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you.